Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, Success Secrets and Stories. I'm your host, John Wondolowski, and I'm here with my co-host and friend, Greg Powell. Greg? Hey, everybody. All right. And this is going to be kind of an interesting podcast because we're going to do a little bit of a switch. We're going to get a little bit closer to the actual business or, in my example, maybe uh, more of a manufacturing example of what it means in terms of agreement. An agreement is a commitment to produce a result. Uh, as Dr. Durst put it in his book, Being the Cause, the the key for a lot of Dr. Durst's work is to understand how he builds upon the concepts of psychology, communication, how we receive information, how we transmit information. This is getting a little bit more into the business component of how do you actually get an end result. And he has this, this wonderful way of talking about the mechanics of it. Just so that you have the mechanics of what's necessary in terms of, I like to call it Agreements 101. Once you know what you want, then all you have to do is set up the machinery to get it done. This is, these are Dr. Durst's words. An agreement to commit to produce the result. And if you produce the result with someone... First, you have to agree upon the result that you want to accomplish. Then you have to tell the truth about it. And finally, you have to do what is necessary to get it done. A lot of what he's trying to tell you there is there's the mechanics of what is expected. And there's also that element of you need to talk to each other. You need to constantly make sure that you're on the same goal set. So we're going to do a little fun. We're going to we're going to talk about the agreement that Greg and I have put together to create this podcast. And in the process of us putting together our machinery, we had to learn about things that we never played with before, like podcast recording and marketing and distribution. And that was that was an interesting little curve. And then to develop a format and test our presentations on each other to make sure that it has some kind of logic on how it's working. And Greg was able to get some information from some of the uh, people that have listened to the podcast and would like to have the ability to send us how we're doing and, and maybe give us some suggestions on how we can make our podcast better. I make a long story short, you can contact us on our website page on Buzzsprout and they have a link to our LinkedIn accounts. So it's a nice way to send us a message. If there's something that you like, or if there's something that you might be able to help us with, it, that would be wonderful. I think we've said before, John, feedback is a gift. Yes. Yes. And that's and that's what we're encouraging. So just to kind of practice a little bit, what does it mean for a podcast uh, in order to try to apply this, this concept of an agreement? Well, for the audience, uh, I'm, I'm going to use a little trick that they like to do in manufacturing, create a mission statement. And a mission statement supposed to be one sentence. I didn't follow that very well. So we're <laughs> going to use more than one sentence. Uh, Success Secrets and Stories podcast is designed to help new supervisors and new managers to understand the key leadership concepts. We are responsible for everything in our experience, whether we like it or not. It's a very long sentence. I think it, there's a few people that when it was put together mission statements, they would have been very happy with that nice run on sentence. But 
I wanted to take it one other step. This podcast is designed to give you some operational tools and some background examples to help you prepare for your new leadership role. And that hopefully most of those experiences would be something positive and productive. That's the essence of what Greg and I are working on. This is what we're trying to present. So maybe giving you a little bit of background on myself, because we, we really didn't spend a lot of time, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. I have a bachelor's degree in education. I have an MBA in business, um, 20 years in manufacturing experience, 10 years in higher ed, and 10 years in healthcare. I started off as an apprentice in trucking, moved my way to foreman. Then I went into manufacturing, went from supervisor to manager. Higher ed, I went from director to executive director. And in the hospital side, I went into the regional director and uh, also in, on the construction end, too. I was a, a director of construction. So those are some of the experiences that I have had in, in my background. The most important communication, the, probably the most important tool that I need to talk about from my background that I'm trying to bring here is clearly MBR. And one of the secrets of my background is I did things in terms of career planning that were associated with growth and family and developing staff and developing friends and, and, and staying in touch with the friends that I've learned and, and have met over the years. Those are the things that I've used that MBR and all that education to help me create a, a plan. And that goes back to what Dr. Durst was talking about, putting together the machinery. At least that's my my attempt. If you want to learn more about my background, please look me up on LinkedIn. It's a, it's a much more detailed. And Greg, why don't you give a little background about yourself? Thanks, John. Uh, a very similar track in some respects. Uh, started off with a Bachelor of Science in Sociology with a minor in Psychology. Uh, earned the MBA as well. I was an HR person that was trying to understand business a little bit more so I could really be a good business partner for the organizations I was with. And I paid my dues, worked my way up. I started off as a lowly recruiter. I was a trainer at one point, did new employee orientation, uh, got involved in um, diversity and inclusion. Then I worked my way up into management and human resources, where I managed some of those functions. Uh, also had a stint with some compensation and benefits, something we call total rewards, um, and things that I thought were really helpful uh, to round me out to be a great, uh, hopefully a good HR professional. But what was interesting for me, too, was the different industries, like John uh, I wasn't just set in one industry. I had a chance to end my career in the energy industry. I started off in social expression. That's greeting cards for you at home. I uh, had a chance to work for a cosmetic company, print media, uh, retail. And what I found out, a couple of things. One, HR is HR is HR. But management and leadership are really, really important, whether you're a manager or a leader or you're an individual contributor. So I've had a chance to sit on all sides in multiple kinds of uh, arenas to understand what's the best way to help managers uh, be a good manager, uh, help develop their employees, help get the job done. John? And when did we first meet? Oh, my gosh, John. I <laughs> go back. And so I'm going to use a, an anchor that I think we can both relate to, and hopefully a lot of others can. Chicago Bears. It was before the Bears won the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was during you – know, we, we were celebrating their win. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And so, yeah, that was a while ago. It was a while ago, John. And what it reminds me of, and I'm remind, reminded of this fondly, we had a chance to be first line supervisors together. Yeah. 
right? We were there in the trenches, uh, first contact with individual contributors, staff trying to get the job done. And um, it was fun and we learned a lot uh, along the way. And and I'm happy to say that we were probably applying a few MBR practices back then and didn't know it, but now we know what MBR is. And we're going to help you understand what those practices are. And a little bit of um, background too is I asked Greg to take this MBR course online. And it was interesting because a lot of what he had learned from different resources within the human resource background, uh, the course work that you've done, but more so the practical applications of what you've done on your job, you saw a lot of synergies between the two. I really did, John. There were a lot of just very practical things. I mean, we talked earlier about the drama triangle. Uh, we're talking now about you know creating agreements in that, but just things that just flat out made sense, taking responsibility, being in the now, yeah. uh, things that just apply in, in real, real business um, situations, I thought was really helpful. But honestly, John, as good as it was, your book kind of punctuated it for me um, because it was something that was uh, relatively easy to digest, made a lot of sense, some neat stories as we are known yeah. to share stories. And so your book helped me a lot as well. Well, I appreciate it. So a little bit about just setting up this agreement for our podcast and kind of trying to give you some background. There was uh, a couple other key elements. The, the three that we were using was meaningful examples of leadership tools and leadership experience discussed weekly. So we have a weekly goal setting, setting the parameters subjects are from anything in terms of professional uh, programs and, and teaching programs. MBR is what I'm referencing or professional leaders and educators that Greg and I know that have helped uh, others and, and have helped ourselves in terms of developing people. So bringing in guests are one of our goals in the future. And probably our, our most critical goal is to have some fun while we're doing it at the same time. That's right. And we've, we've had <laughs> more than a few laughs. <laughs> um, which which reminds me of probably one of the, the funnier agreement things that I had to go through in my career. Uh, I was working for an organization that was in the medical device arena. And it's one of your, your, your typical organizations that go through such dramatic changes and they're almost going to be purchased. They were purchased. We're, we're dealing with new executive leadership. All through uh, this one particular position that I had, we were uh, in the process of starting a new distribution system and a brand new product line. And it was a very oh, testing period of time. There, were, there was a lot of development of new product. Uh, there was question marks in terms of being able to keep up with deliveries. And the company was basically starting to implode. And I was sitting in the lunchroom listening to the people talking about the challenges that they're they're trying to get done. And I I was working in that organization on the construction and facility side. So we were building out the site. I'm listening to the manufacturing problems. And really, the consultants understood that I, I understood their challenges, their problems. And I had some experience from the warehousing side of it where Greg and I originally met. It, it was a background that I knew would have been helpful for the organization that I was now working for if I could bring some of those elements of, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be hard to describe it, but 
there's a manual packing system, an automated packing system, and then there's a way that inventory works within an organization that all intertwines. And if you if you disconnect them, it just comes to a grinding halt. Make a long story short. The manager of the department was in such trouble that I went in and said, no, I, I have an idea on how I can make it work. And he said, great. Gave him the, gave him the idea. Uh, I'm sorry, gave him a presentation. He asked me to bring it to the executive board. And I'm explaining this now to the CEO and president of the organization. And he hears how I want to change the the software system, how I want to change the, the, the delivery, delivery times, the automation. He stops me and he goes, John, are you willing to bet your job that what you're suggesting here is feasible and ca- capable? And I smiled and said, pretty sure I've already done that by sticking my neck out here and <laughs> presenting all of this wonderful change. He stops, looks at the general manager that I had originally sent this program together and, and presentation for, and he said, uh, you're out, he's in, he's got the department going forward. <laughs> what? Uh, okay, I'm now in charge of distribution. It's no longer in construction facilities. So now with the consultant's input, and I'm listening. And that's my point here in terms of the MBR side. People stopped listening to the people that they had there on the site. I engaged them again. We started to take on the responsibilities of getting it fixed. And I learned a new word, vaporware. (laughs) And I didn't understand it. But when I went in and started to ask the computer people, how come we're so locked up and the system now is running at about 10% of what it used to run. It's their brand new software that they're trying to fire up. And I said, okay, well, let me see the manual. Let me see the documentation associated with the software. (laughs) And the guy goes into his briefcase and he pulls out a brochure. Okay. Well, it's a nice brochure, but where's your your assumptions, your details, how, how it flows? Because all we have is the brochure. See, we're designing the software on your dime. You're paying us to develop that book. You're paying us to develop the software. And at that point, I realized they were going to kill our company. I threw them off site, fired up our old software that they were supposed to be replacing, changed some of the warehousing approaches and, and policies that they had in play to make it a much more simpler, much more direct approach. It worked well. And within three months, I had basically pulled it out of the tailspin that we were in. I I did get a tickle that the executives uh, appreciated the change. The sales and marketing team hated me when I made the change (laughs) and loved it when it finally worked because it it was now meeting. They had deliveries that were waiting for six months. And I pulled it back into two weeks. So, yeah, the the change was dramatic. But that was basically going down the road of how do you take um, the agreement and what are you doing in terms of truth? Because the people that were selling the software weren't talking about the truth. Greg, why don't you 
give us a little bit about uh, Dr. Durst's concept of truth? Absolutely, John. I think Dr. Durst came up with some pearls of wisdom or something very concrete that you really can't misunderstand. The results are the facts. Facts are what they are. And fiction is for storytelling. Yeah. And that's probably uh, a better way of phrasing what I was getting from the software guys was storytelling. Uh, when they finally came down to telling the, the truth, they admitted that they didn't have a clue on how to fix it. They were some, somewhere, some long, somewhere along the line, they thought that they could come up with an idea. That's not the way to, to conduct business. So at least this is a starting point. Um, Greg, what do we have set up for our next podcast? So, John, as you said, starting point, we're going to continue this discussion and we're going to get into making and keeping agreements. So it's it's a little bit more formalized of, of our next step. So getting closer to Dr. Durst's book. Um, so if you like what you heard, um, there's the music. My book is available on Amazon.com and Lulu.com. My ebook is available on Friends and Noble, Building Your Leadership Toolbox. Success Secrets and Stories podcast is available on what you're listening to. <laughs> Thank you. And a lot of other popular formats. Dr. Durst's books and his MBR program is available at successgrowthacademy.com. And the music is brought to you by my grandson. Well, thanks, Greg. Thanks, John. As always, next time. Next time.